Welcome to Wormhole Waffles, a Stargate podcast. Welcome to Wormhole Waffles. I'm your host, Chelsea. I have pink hair, blue lipstick, but I think tattoos make people look like a coloring book. Who else is with me today? I'm Arzu, and I have two shell-like ears. And I'm Armand. I'm, I'm quite the hoverbelt enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so today we are on Roastathon 3.0, watching Stargate Infinity episodes 9 through 12, this half-hour animated show that was made in 2002, uh, set in the year 2027. We've got four episodes, Who Are You, Greed, Stones, and Initiation. They all premiered in November of 2002 and were written by Paul Francis and Michel Troyer and directed by... Serhé Ciceroni, Pascal Galgri, and Bernard Legault. So as a recap, this show only lasted one season because it had really bad ratings. Thank God. <laughs> and we all have varying opinions of that. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't listened to our previous episodes, basically it follows some earthlings who run into trouble with a kind of lizard-like alien called the Tlacan, who are trying to take over Earth. And basically about four of them, is it four or five of them? I five. don't remember. One, two, three, four. I guess it starts with four and they gain a fifth member. No, there's End five and they gain a sixth. Sorry. Is it? Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about Harrison. Stacy, uh, Seattle, Gus, RJ. <laughs> Everyone yeah. forgets about Harrison. Harrison yeah. and Echo. So they end up traveling from planet to planet trying to outrace the Tlacon trying to figure out how to get back home and restore the SGC from the Tlacon's influence and then they're discovering all kinds of interesting stuff along the way including they have this like worm-like creature who kind of hatched and became a woman-like dragon person called Draga and so she's kind of like the honorary member of the team so they just get up to all kinds of crazy things on these planets, making very poor decisions all the time, which always I starts with too. them roaring through the Stargate on their RVs at 60 miles an hour. Never, that never fails. They're, they always do that. I, they never learn their lesson. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to give very detailed summaries as we go along so you can follow along if you haven't been able to watch so let's get started episode nine who are you surprise surprise they come roaring through the gate and they don't even they're not even on the ground when they come through they come through like the middle of the stargate which means that they must have like been going through so fast that they launched into the air they just got, like, up a ramp yeah. and through the Stargate, and then they just landed on the other side. Were we not Were we not saying this on an earlier episode, that it would benefit SG-1 to go through Stargates in a similar fashion? Yeah. I don't remember why, <laughs> but we thought this would be a good idea. Rip through full speed. I mean, yeah. Because walking through is how they get in trouble, so. Yeah. Sometimes. Or at least just to have RVs in general, because there's like that one episode where they had to walk 10 miles to and from a village 
like multiple yeah. times in one day. That's what it was. Like, that's what it was. <laughs> you really need the RV for this. That's a lot of walking. <laughs> so yeah, I guess Infinity has got that going for them. In 2027, we have a big enough budget that everybody gets their own RV. So they come rip roaring through the Stargate, and Harrison is trying to make conversation. I guess. For, for those who don't know, as of recording, like the day we're recording is International Women's Day. So Chelsea and I have decided it's our right to roast Harrison more than usual. Yeah, I mean, and, we uh, already do, but we'll just get more really than we usually do. <laughs> and uh, Armand's going to go with it. So I'm all for it. Harrison is trying to bond with the team and suggests that he would like to get a tattoo, which Stacy, with her pink hair, blue lips, piercings, and giant tattoo on the side of her head, uh-huh. says is a stupid idea because he's going to look like a coloring book. <laughs> and I think <laughs> like what a hypocrite. needs to take a look in the mirror. <laughs> I mean, I know this is international women's day, but come on girl. Like <laughs> <laughs> we're only allowing it because it's international women's day. Otherwise. Okay. Yeah. And was it just me? Did it look like there were new characters in the opening song or was there just people that oh, I, I hadn't noticed that. before? I wasn't looking. I was just jamming out. Okay. In the last, like, no, was, two little excited. clips, it looked like there were new characters. And I was like, wait, are these? But then we didn't see them in any of these episodes. So, I don't know. Maybe they're coming. Yeah. Next I week, we're so. going to have some new characters. Or next time, I guess. It's not in a week. Yeah, we'll see. Watch it not be into the very last episodes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like the characters. They're setting up for season two, and then season two never happens. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so right at the beginning of this episode, Draga senses a presence and kind of out of their line of sight, there's a blue tree that changes to like a pink blob with pulsing yellow lights. So it's very like Dr. Seuss. Just a little. Harrison then sees a woman that Chelsea said looks like a fox. I think looks like a cat. Yeah, I was like, of course Harrison is the one to find a sexy alien woman. Like, yeah, like Walks into the forest, finds someone sexy, very on par for him. Anthropomorphic animal woman. Yeah. And decides, yes, please. And she would rather turn into a tree than put up with him for another minute. Which, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I would too. Really, <laughs> I had to learn how to turn into a tree just to get away from Harrison. Can you imagine what a flex that would be if you're on a bad date and you just turn into a tree because you can't stand the guy you're talking to <laughs> then he's so confused oh my god i would have done it too <laughs> right. arma what do you think i i don't the honestly the thing is is my, my attention was mostly torn between the episode and i was watching this with larissa so she has no exposure to stargate she doesn't know anything about stargate none of the original stuff and I'm like, I'm curious. In the you know episode nine of this roller coaster of a show, you know, complete blank canvas has no idea about any of this. How is she going to perceive this? No context. So sorry for those who don't know, Larissa is Armand's girlfriend. Uh, yes, Larissa is my girlfriend. I <laughs> waves off camera. But the thing is, so we're watching it, and I'm just sitting there watching her express expression. It's glee, it's confusion, it's every single emotion like tied into one. And then theme song rips through. She's like, do you work out to the song? I feel like you're the kind of person who would. <laughs> Put some ideas in my head, I probably should. And I feel like you said that last time. Did I? Was you're going to have to do it now. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure you said something about listening to it on repeat. It's written. Like I have listened to it on repeat, like gone for a walk or anything like that. I listened to it two times, like at double speed. This time I watched it full screen. It was chaos, but mm. it was insane. Like it was just it was fun to watch her expression. And I was just thinking, like, did they expect kids to dive into this episode? You know, oh, I'm on episode twenty and watch it. Did they expect this on the show, or was it you had to watch episode one to know everything that happened? Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess like the purist in me wants to think that like you need to understand what the Stargate is and how it works and all of this stuff to be able to enjoy the show. But I mean, honestly, I don't think you really do necessarily. I mean, if it was the the main show, maybe, but for this kids show, it's so little about the actual Stargate. I mean, the actual Stargate is used to get them from planet to planet and that's about it. They don't really reference it in any other way. And so, yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much can just kind of come in on any episode and, I mean, it's chaotic all the way through, so I'm not sure if it would really help to see it from the beginning necessarily. I mean, you would get the introduction to the characters, but I'm just grieving that her only exposure to the Stargate thus far is this show. Yeah. Like, not, the, not the even the first episode. No. Not the series. No, cause, like, because now we you, you can we watch don't have... the original film. Well, has she seen the original film? <laughs> no, but it's going to be that much better now. Once it's really not. Wow. Like, I mean, the it's foundation like, is this built is pretty low right like, now. Beautiful <laughs> fantasy sci-fi thing, and then the series is like Richard Dean Anderson looking like a snack. Like it's got all this stuff going for it. There's other stuff in the show too, I'm sure. But um, I don't know. I feel like it would build your appreciation of the original because the original was like the movie was pretty cool. I remember. It was what like, builds your appreciation? Like it's a better the comparison. Yeah, you're just like wow, like. First they're ripping through and then, you know, Harrison's being Harrison and then, you know, he likes to buzz our camps. Did you catch that line? I don't know what they said at no. one point. <laughs> yes, yes, I know what you're he talking about. To- what? what did they say? Wait, so when he's <laughs> flying his jetpack, he likes to buzz the camp. So that's like a term for like jet pilots when they buzz okay. the tower. Oh. All right. Because it sounds I, out of I, context just... like genocide. No, 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 no. Okay. Jeez, it's I'm a pilot gonna... thing. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. So good to hear. There, there's a lot of weird situations. I don't know if it was just yeah. the excessive guitar rock in the background during this <laughs> casual conversation. <laughs> well, I, I, would be, I would be really, really interested to know Larissa's opinion from going from this show to the original movie, because that would be a very drastic change. <laughs> We can get her opinion and read it on the next episode. Oh, okay. That's true. <laughs> Why is there no moaning in this movie? <laughs> Where are the jets? <laughs> the moaning is off screen when Daniel meets Shuri for the first time. <laughs> yeah, 100%. She went, she went to the other room. Well, I forgot. I, I wrote it in the notes, but like one of the episodes, someone just. It was the um, the Stones it's episode. The, not it's the Stones ahead. one. Stacy's moaning a lot. Yeah, there was so much moaning, and she's like in another room. She's like, "What the? Act- can I swear on this?" No, <laughs> you can say everything. Like, what, the about, actual, um, F- what the actual f are you watching? And like, she just for a split second was like, "Seriously, like, did you change the channel? Did you change stuff? Like, what are you watching?" <laughs> Now imagine being a parent and you sit your kid in front of this bloody thing and then you just 
Wow, okay. Kristen's <laughs> talking about genocide and then they're moaning. <laughs> it's not genocide, on? apparently. Yeah, she's just being greedy. How dare you? Like, I, I hate everyone in this episode. Okay, let's go back to to the first episode oh my god yeah (laughs) okay so harrison chases a sexy alien woman who turns into a tree and so then he sees a mayan temple which is like which is what the tlacan use for their bases because they're you know egyptian temples are gold so they have mayan temples you know whatever Sure. And, and so politely Harrison you sound like saying, you're on acid right now like this is just <laughs> what am i listening to <laughs> aliens use pyramids oh don't you know? <laughs> yeah. uh. so it's not it's not the clock on it is well it they seem to be at first so harrison has gone for a couple hours and they don't really think anything of it until it's like dark and they're like oh yeah where's harrison and um like harrison comes back to camp but he's being super respectful and therefore seattle and stacy know that it's not him i i loved that i <laughs> loved that they're like he's too agreeable something <laughs> is wrong too nice. <laughs> and then gus bonner goes to find him mm-hmm. also gets taken yeah and comes back and he wants to like I can't remember the exact context, but he's like, even Harrison can be right sometimes. And that's when they're like, that's not him. The fact (laughs) that he thinks Harrison is right, that's how you know it's not him. Give Harrison too much credit. So we find out that this planet is not really a Tlacon outpost. It's really the uh, pink goo aliens that we saw in the very first episode who are shapeshifters. And they... It's... I'm... I had a hard time understanding if they were trying to catch this team for the Tlacon because they're willingly working for the Tlacon or they're being like blackmailed by the Tlacon into helping them. Because it kind of seemed like they also don't like them and they're doing this to get the Tlacon off their back. That's a kill two birds with one stone situation. Yeah. So so these people are called the Chef Two. And I was like, I honestly don't know if they're actually a mean or vengeful people at all, necessarily. I mean, they may just be, like, doing this against their will. But they enjoyed safety. it a little too much. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they, they did seem to be kind of having fun doing it. <laughs> but yeah, even, even when the girls suspected that Harrison wasn't really Harrison... They still were like listening to his orders and suggestions. And I'm like, well, so you recognize that he wasn't himself, but then you're not doing anything about it. They so. like this version better. <laughs> yeah, this was the lesson, like the entire lesson for the episode. They said it. I think they're like, not everything is as it seems. And moments later, they're like, let's follow this distress call that, you know, may not be what it seems. Like they literally said the entire crux of the episode. And then, completely disregarded it for the entire episode (laughs) well you know i thought the final lesson of the episode because it was one of the last lines was to not get a tattoo because it quote it might look cool but it wouldn't be me whispering to my (laughs) shell like (laughs) 
he just he wanted a tattoo <laughs> and the only reason he's not getting it is because he got shamed out of it yeah by stacy who has a tattoo who has a huge tattoo <laughs> gatekeeper that's it she's gatekeeping it's that so makes weird more sense because 2027 than a regressive view on tattoos <laughs> right and it's like Did the tattoo thing from... is mentioned at the go ahead no go ahead please as the tattoo thing is mentioned at the beginning and at the very end but that's it so it's like why is this being mentioned as like a final lesson when that wasn't like a part of the story maybe the story was like something about appearances not mattering like wasn't that something to do with it like it's not the appearance it's like what you are inside but oh, and that's how yeah. they like but that said whether or not Harrison has a tattoo he's still like Harrison right he just happens to have like like the fact that Stacy is still Stacy with a huge honking tattoo on the side of her head and I feel like the argument of who you are on the inside is what matters doesn't really hold water because Draga tried to read their minds and couldn't tell which one was real and which one was fake so obviously yeah. inside doesn't matter so much either Somebody came up with a moral for this episode, told the writers what it was, and they're like, whatever. <laughs> we're going to disregard this. Three different like scripts. They were all like two pages long, so they just combined the whole thing. They're like, there. <laughs> there done. we go. That's the lesson. It's in there if you look hard enough. They added like the science episode. Like they got a call in from like a concerned parent saying, you know, you're not teaching science in this like science sci-fi show. It's so, like you like they pulled everything to a screeching halt and just you know repeated grade ten science class. Like, do you remember that they're in the prison? I think, and they were just talking about science. Like, I, I wrote that in oh, the notes. Yeah. yeah, like where did that? You got to learn science, I guess. And it had nothing to do with the show. Like, it had nothing to do with the episode, from what I remember. I don't get it. Yeah, like, like the it's show's so written by random. an AI. I swear. Well, it's like they had the plot for this episode, and then some like executive producers like oh we need to have some kind of lesson that kids will understand so let's throw in the thing about tattoos and then we also need like a learning moment for science let's throw in this random conversation <laughs> and neither one has anything to do with the episode, episode too. like it was like a theme <laughs> yeah. i don't remember this in the other episode i mean there's not really a consistent through line in any of these so you know <laughs> I do really like yeah. their plan for escape when like Harrison and and Gus Bonner are in like imprisoned and their solution is for Harrison to climb up the wall and fall on whoever comes through the door and like that was the, literally the term used was fall on them not like jump on them or attack them from above but like just fall on them <laughs> and it actually worked <laughs> and it turns out these uh chef two people their weapons are not like you know blasters or ray guns or something like that they shoot out blue goo and that like Incapacitates people. Like, it there was me a of, lot uh, of goo uh -oh, this week. <laughs> what? It does look like uh oh. 
So Kelsey, for, do you know what uh-oh those is? You, no. For those of you who didn't grow uh, up in Canada, uh-oh was a game show for kids on YTV, which was like our answer to like Nickelodeon. It was it was a game show for kids. It was like trivia. There were all of these different game stations. But part of it was they would have one kid answering questions and one of their teammates was in like a tube that was open on top with a very large man in what I can only describe as kinkware standing over him over the kid and when the when the kids got enough questions wrong they would just dump a bucket of goo on them like bright green goo sure it was rad yeah the host's name was wink yahoo and it was just chaos like if you go to anyone in like millennial like our age born in canada move to canada like just say uh oh they'll know 100 what you're talking about (laughs) yeah that's what this reminded me of with the sheer (laughs) volume of goo being thrown around that reminds me of like it's like the nickelodeon kids choice awards where they Mm -hmm. slime people yeah exact same concept yeah Yeah. a lot of slime in the 90s (laughs) carried over to early 2000s i think it's made like a bit of a comeback (laughs) recently hasn't it i feel like i've seen slime that's made a comeback for kids is different like okay when we were kids it was slime that you dump on other people the slime that kids make now is like in a cup and you play with it right yeah okay we're the flubber generation i don't know what people were expecting the flubber (laughs) generation a rare subset of millennials (laughs) (laughs) okay so these shapeshifters Mm -hmm. they can assume anybody's you know look memory uh-huh. to the even point where trees. dogs can't tell even trees so you know of course we get that classic you're faced with the real one and the fake one and which one is it mm-hmm. um so <laughs> stacy's faced with two versions of gus bonner mm-hmm. one of them's like i'm your uncle and the other one's like i'm gus and i'm like well obviously it's not the one addressing her with his first name turns out no it was the one who said i'm gus that was the real gus bonner then they get in like a group and he's like, there's still an intruder here because Draga can like sense them. So he's like, everyone come and whisper in my quote, shell-like ear, <laughs> which one you think is the intruder? We're going to get to that conversation in a second. But what I want to know is why <laughs> Gus Bonner is going so out of his way to be this suspicious all the time. <laughs> Like on purpose. Like I, I don't know if he's trying to like draw out. He's gaslighting people. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I thought the whole whispering in his ear thing was really weird. Like, come oh tell God. me who you quietly who you think the intruder is. And then he realizes that the intruder was I forgot his name. Grimes. Grimes. He's like, because Grimes is the only one who accused someone. I know none of you would have accused anybody. That's not who you are. I'm like, I would have accused somebody. I don't know. I would have accused Gus. That was the flimsiest reasoning I have ever heard. Like, this is the only person who accused somebody else, and therefore they're the intruder. Like, what? I... Because, like, if you were faced with the prospect of having to root out an intruder or else you don't get to leave... You would start observing everyone's behavior. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Gus Mm -hmm. never played Among Us, that's for sure. Gus has never played Among Us. He's never played Mafia. Like, he he doesn't know. I'm really surprised Stacey didn't, like, vote for Harrison or something. 
I would I'm surprised <laughs> nobody voted for that. <laughs> like yeah, Gus after, acting very suspicious. After Gus described his ears as shell-like. I don't understand <laughs> why. I don't unless he was trying to make like the intruder think that they're in the clear because he's acting like the intruder. So everybody else will accuse him and the intruder thinks they're okay. Like maybe that's what he was trying to do. But first of all, that is some 5d chess you're playing. (laughs) What if they all whispered Gus into his ear? (laughs) Like you. (laughs) It would have killed them all. (laughs) Like the ending of lost in translation. We'll never know. (laughs) <laughs> oh, man, I want to ask now I want to, like get the creators of Infinity and be like so about this shell like ear <laughs> <laughs> why why did yeah, the they, first they, episode they... have like oh sorry go ahead no go, go for it uh, I, I was going to ask is like when they accuse that the Dr. Smith looking guy what, what's that guy's name Grimes the one Grimes when they when they accused Grimes and like he just started tearing at his face. Oh and I'm yeah, just watching this, I'm like, oh, there's just body horror now. Like that came. Yeah, out it was of nowhere. nightmare fuel. That, like that came out of nowhere. And I was like, did that happen to the other episodes or was that just oh surprise kids? <laughs> David Lynch you know, directed this just, episode. Like just ripping your face apart. It's cool. Yeah. Oh my god. Sorry, you were saying. But yeah. Well, I was just saying they um. So we initially saw Grimes in like the first one or two episodes. And he was being impersonated by one of these uh, chef two shapeshifters, and so I thought that the team really had found him for real, and it was just another shapeshifter yet again. So I'm like, I wonder if Grimes is actually still in the SGC or if he's being held by the Tlacon somewhere. So I, I don't know if we'll ever find out. We'll never know. All right. Anything else for this episode? Did I hallucinate it or did someone turn into like a man bat and fly away right at the end? I think that was Grimes. Okay, because you ever just yeah. your like, face apart and then turn like, into a bat? Did, did it just get to this point, like to the point where I'm just imagining this show now? Like what happened? And and I looked yeah, and no, like, he like, like frames of animation. On he like pulled his jaw up. Yeah, he like pulled his jaw apart and then transformed. And like flew away. And he turned into goo and then turned into a bat and flew away. And yeah. they're like, huh, takes one to no one. And then like it continued with the episode. Like nobody addressed yep. it. And they oh never like think to ask the chef to like where the real Grimes is. I mean, I guess they yeah. didn't really have the. T- I mean, I don't know if the chef two would have answered them anyway, but probably not. Too busy turning but, into bats. I mean, at least like yeah. make the effort. He came all this way. Yeah. It just makes me think of like Daniel having the opportunity to ask about where Share is and then not taking it. Yes, that is a theme of Stargate <laughs> is when when you have a chance to ask the obvious question, you don't do that. Right. Because why would you? Because why would you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so the next episode, Three. they don't like they don't like literally fly through the gate. They like normally drive through it for the most part. <laughs> but but like immediately Stacy like rolls over some purple goo this time. And they're all making fun of her for rolling through this purple goo. And they didn't. And I'm like, y'all come through the gate at like 60 miles an hour. This could have happened to literally any one of you. Happened to happen to Stacy. 
Yeah, I don't understand, like, why you're making fun of her. <laughs> the overall theme of this episode mm -hmm. is, as the title suggests, greed. It all revolves around them finding some diamonds. Right. Which makes for some very interesting, like, very on-the-nose commentary throughout, I thought. Okay, well, let, let's get into it. Let's see. Yes. So back up a little bit. So they get the purple goo off of Stacy's RV, and they decide to check out the area, and Draga is, like, riding in one of the RVs, and I don't understand why, when she can fly. Maybe she wanted to feel included. I guess. So they come across a bridge, and... Gus decides that he's going to test it by driving his RV across it. And I'm like, and how are you like a colonel or whatever in the military if you're just testing a bridge by driving a vehicle that's hundreds if not thousands of pounds across it? And then... <laughs> Out of the box they, thinking. Yeah, and then like they come across a second bridge and Stacy does the exact same thing and yet it doesn't work, and Gus yells at her, it doesn't work every time. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it only works if you're not a girl. Right? Like, they make fun of her <laughs> oh rolling God. through purple goo, what? and then they make fun of her for, like, having this bridge collapse underneath her. I'm like, why are you so mean? <laughs> this is why she does drugs! <laughs> right? That's a later episode. That's later. We'll get to that. <laughs> but oh keep this God. in mind like let's put a pin in this this is why she does drugs yeah. they are just so mean to her like she just did exactly what you did five seconds ago and and suddenly she's an <laughs> idiot and you're not i don't get it <sighs> i mean gus did get up give off like major reddit moderator vibes this episode i don't know if you caught that no. But he's just like, well, actually, let me explain money to you. And then, like, uh, coal and money. And he's just like, ugh. He's annoying. I don't know. Draga I don't like is the type well. of... Draga's the type of um, woman that Reddit moderators dream of. Oh, Because right. she really does need the explanation. <laughs> Adjust, okay. Adora. Well, let me explain currency. Like, ugh. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Okay, well, so that's precipitated by... After they get... Stacy's RV out of the river. Draga just happens to find a giant diamond and she like looks at it and says, pretty, and then throws it across her like over her shoulder. And like <laughs> and everybody else is like, Oh my god, did you just find a diamond? And you just threw it away. <laughs> so then they decide everybody except Gus and Draga are like, okay, well, we're gonna go try to find some more diamonds because this is a le lesson about greed, obviously. Of course. <laughs> and <laughs> Gave it away. Um, they decide that they don't need to listen to Gus and his orders anymore because he was technically fired by the SGC. And I'm like, why is this suddenly becoming a thing in episode nine? Because they want diamonds. <laughs> yeah. And he's getting in the way of diamonds. Therefore, I mean, they don't diamonds... have to listen to him. Diamonds are a girl's best friend, so apparently, you know, just not Draga. No, but yes, Harrison. <laughs> yeah. So while all the kids are off mining for diamonds, Gus is explaining money to Draga as if she cares. I really don't think she cares. <laughs> she doesn't. She's probably just being polite. <laughs> yeah. So you know, Gus, the mansplainer, 
Gus's <laughs> energy here about like the greed of humanity and how we like uh -huh. accumulate money or whatever. I'm like, this is spoken by somebody who has all their like needs met. Right. Um, because you know, especially 2027, it's after this hellscape we're living in now. People need money. Um, mm -hmm. Money can't buy happiness, but it sure does help. Mm -hmm. um, it's just very like, I come from money and therefore I don't worry about money. Like that was the energy. For sure. Especially when, when they're all talking about, you know, dividing up the diamonds later and Seattle specifically says that she wants the diamonds so that her family can get out of poverty. And they shame her for it. Yeah, they shame her for her greed and wanting these diamonds and like it's not enough that she just says I want these diamonds to get my family out of poverty we have a lovely little flashback yeah because for those who don't remember Seattle is indigenous and her whole thing is they had to move off the res and into a dirty political not political dirty polluted city so her <laughs> parents could get work because they have no money and this is her motivation is getting mm -hmm. enough money that they don't have to leave their entire life culture and everything they know behind in favor of money. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, Seattle, you're wrong. Yep. We're your family. Like, what is yep. this Walmart? Like, <laughs> I mean, she probably got the job at the SGC in the first place to have like a stable income to help provide for her family. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you want to tell me they didn't come recruiting at her high school? Because I feel like they did. Right. So. And, like, you know, like, Stacy is a Nepo baby because her uncle was already in the SGC. Stacey's, so, like, Stacy's a Nepo fine. baby. Harrison is, like, one of those guys who, like, I don't know, coasted on looks and wound up at the SGC. The other well, two were in aliens. A fraternity, as we find out. Yeah, so. Oh yeah, that's true. He was a frat <laughs> boy. He was a frat boy who could, like... for his swim team. Yeah, his swim, swim team fraternity, <laughs> and like they yeah. went through initiation and shaved his head and painted his butt blue. And I was like, I've never heard of that as an initiation tactic, but okay, that's what they do on the swim team. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I've heard of shaving heads, but not painting somebody. Well, engineers here do that in their in their. They paint care. butts, not their butts. They paint their their whole bodies. <laughs> okay. They purple. will they will roll dye. jump something in a vat of purple dye, and you can either like symbolically stick your hand in and just like paint your arm or something, or you can do what Armand did, and jump in an entire <laughs> vat of purple dye and permanently stain the shower. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good old days. <laughs> anyway. But they didn't shave my head, though. They didn't shave your good. head, though. That's <laughs> good. Okay, so the kids all go to mine some diamonds, and they find, like, an actual mine set up, and there's, like, this huge main cavern. And Seattle apparently has a new power, she can see a vision of the past and like could see what happened to the previous miners there and how they all argued and fought until they all killed each other. And I am wondering where this power came from. From greed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we've seen before that she has like 
some level of psychic powers because she's able to connect with Draga in a way that the others aren't. So I guess it's kind of like an extension of those powers. But they're not very well defined. Yeah, and I don't I don't know. I feel like it's another like it's just very stereotypical, like of course the indigenous woman can like see the past atrocities of somebody who came before her and just like traumatize her further. Not that we're letting her do anything about present atrocities though. She no. can deal with it. Yeah, of course not. What a what great show. What a great No, my, mine comes to the end. Mine's at the end. My last comment. It's like the end of the episode. Okay, no. Well, so while all the kids are mining, uh, some bounty hunters come through the gate. And apparently the purple goo that Stacy rolled over was an actual, like, being. Um, <laughs> Casual man water. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't killed. Like, he, like, got up after they left and, like, dialed the Stargate and told the bounty hunters to come through. And so... The bounty hunters capture Gus and Draga. And so, yeah, so the main guy is Narthek, who kind of looks like a green lizard. There's also a robot and a burgundy-colored centaur with yellow armor and a spider-like head. And a flying blue goo named Sniss and a turquoise mini-hulk. So, quite a band so I didn't of characters. imagine all those. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was not a fever dream. <laughs> I forgot there was a centaur until yeah. I looked back at my notes and went, oh my god, there's a centaur. <laughs> and regretfully, he doesn't look like Adam Driver. Yeah, I wrote down the names for the robot, the centaur, and the mini Hulk, but I don't know which ones are which. So one of them is Macklin, one is Degentic, and one is Forg. I don't know which one is which, but great. <laughs> um, so anyway, they take Gus and Draga because they're they've been sent by the Tlacan for you know the bounty on for these two people. So they're going to take them back so they can get rich. And Gus is like actually really smart, and he convinces the main guy Narthek to kill his friends because then he won't have to split the bounty as many ways. And I'm like, that's actually genius. Yeah. <laughs> and being a kid's show, he doesn't kill his friends. He just, like, knocks them out. Although I feel like they've killed people in the past. So I'm not sure why they didn't kill them necessarily. But so Gus manages to get it down to two instead of five. So they have they have much much fewer people to go up against. Meanwhile, the kids are all, like arguing over the diamonds and like how many each person gets and they're all really really self even echo gets into it which i was really surprised about like like echo of all people getting greedy about diamonds seems like a weird pivot because that's not really been part of his personality before i mean i could totally it's see the that greed. it's the yeah. greed that corrupted him i guess but i feel like seattle is the only one who's kind of immune to it because she has like an actual reason for needing money. <laughs> yeah, she's the only one who, and yet she is treated as just as greedy as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Even though mm-hmm. she has a good reason. Yeah. And so they leave and discover that Gus and Draga are gone. And so they go find them at the gate. 
and they end up convincing the bounty hunters to let Gus and Draga go in exchange for all the diamonds that they collected. So then it's like, okay, here's our lesson about greed, that, you know, friends and family are more important than money. Someone go tell Seattle's parents that. Right. <laughs> Here, here's the part I liked, is that to convince the bounty hunters to let them go, they were like, wait, we can do something better. We can give you all these diamonds and they're worth so much money. And I thought it was going to be a bit of a back and forth. But then the bounty hunter just like, he lights up like a Christmas tree. And he's like, that's all I ever wanted. And right? then just make the trade. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he let it go really easily. He was so happy. He was ready to go. And what I found interesting was that, I mean, so he kind of ran through the Stargate and one of his friends managed to run after him. But, you know, there's still the other bounty hunters who were just knocked out. And they could still easily come after Gus and Draga for the bounty since their friend ran off with all the money. They won't. Yeah. <laughs> they learned their lesson. I guess so. Everybody learned their lesson. <laughs> Arma, what do you think? I feel like this episode was made to introduce new action figures into the line. Because, like, like they, bounty hunters? You know, the bounty hunters and then the hover belt that they spoke about, like, they said hover belt in the span of like like three times in the span of like two sentences. Yeah. And it was just such a and it had almost no payoff, I think. Like they're just talking right. about the hover belt, hover belt, hover belt. And then they never really address the hover belt. Like it's supposed to come into play and it never does. And I feel like they're just doing that to sell the hover belt now available for forty nine ninety nine at Toys R Us batteries not included. Like it, it feels forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. It's officially licensed in- <laughs> Stargate Infinity <laughs> merch. Built by ancient so long ago. Come on. Oh <laughs> I think it would be that price today, but maybe in 2002 it would be more like $29.99. Yeah. 24 even. The collector's edition is. <laughs> <laughs> With real diamonds. <laughs> that was kind of funny, though. The, uh, the blue goo guy who needed the hover belt in order to get around, I guess? The green lizard, Narthek, just punches his hover belt and he goes, like, flying off into the air. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was kind of funny. <laughs> and he, like, splats on the ground, but it doesn't kill him. And because he's immediately like, oh, curse you, Narthek! You know, and I'm like, <laughs> You're just like a hundred feet away. I don't. <laughs> Can you not like? It's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. He can't get up. He's stuck. I mean, I'm sure it would take him longer to get around without his little hover belt. But I mean, he—it's probably like a snail or something, right? Like, I mean, he'd be slow, but he could still get around. It's like oozing along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so at the very end, we see that Draga actually managed to save a diamond and she sneaks it into Seattle's bag. And Seattle doesn't even see it herself. So who knows when she's going to find that later. It's for Seattle, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because Draga understands that Seattle actually needs it and everybody (laughs) else is just being dumb. The team's gonna think she stole it, and then they're gonna just like start yelling at her about it. It's not a good look. Like Draga kind of set her up right. for failure a bit too. Well, Draga can yell at them. 
But I mean, honestly, like, even if it, the rest of the team finds out about it and they want a piece of it, the diamond was is bigger than the size of your fist. So they could easily split that up into five or six parts and everybody still have a diamond that's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that could have been a nice lesson. Yeah, just, hey, I kept this diamond. You know? That's, that's why I didn't understand when they're like, well... Split it. Yeah. Like, I didn't understand that. They were like, well, I want to do this and I want to do that. I'm like, split them evenly. You all can do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, just split the diamonds evenly. It's not hard. Yeah. I mean, the bag of diamonds that they collected probably would have been worth hundreds millions. of millions. Hundreds of millions yeah, of each dollars. Of you pocket one. Huge. Done. I, did, yeah. I do want to give a little shout out slash context. When Gus Bonner is explaining diamonds to Draga and why they're so valuable, he's like, they're valuable in industry because they're strong. Yes, correct. You use diamond tips on tools and stuff like that. However, their value as a stone is artificially inflated because most of the diamonds in the world are owned by the same company. They're not actually that hard to find. They're owned by the same company that has artificially inflated the value of diamonds because they had too many and didn't know what to do with them. You can thank De Beers for that. Yeah. And Grant. Gus Bonner was laughing when, you know, Draga asked about currency. He's like, ha ha ha, let me mansplain currency to you, the lady <laughs> Tiff Fedora. Like, he was mm-hmm. like, you know, that's that's his mindset. Like, he thinks, oh, they're super valuable. He, he drank the Kool Aid, dude. Like, he, he knows. He's like, yeah. he's in the beer's pocket, or, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> they bought him off. <laughs> Well, hopefully that'll all change now since we have, like, lab-grown diamonds. Well, you would think, because this is, like, five years <laughs> from now, four or five years from now, you would think it'd be all lab-grown diamonds by now. Right. Maybe that's why they're so valuable, because they're not lab-grown. <gasps> Facets. I mean, I'm not sure there's a difference in quality. There isn't. There isn't. Yeah. <laughs> you can actually control the quality better with a lab-grown diamond. Yeah. I believe that. And nobody died to bring it to you either. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Speaking of stones. <laughs> right. So the next episode, <laughs> they go to a planet. Stone. There's a people called the Altiri. And they kind of look like stereotypical goblins, but with one eye. And very, very like pale skin. And they uh, want to fight. Yeah, apparently they have, like, a fighting culture, which, I mean, that's fine if that's what you're into, like, sparring and stuff. I gotta kinda, respect the it, local customs, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, which they have never done before, <laughs> and will probably never do again. No, they do when it, like, compromises somebody else's safety in a funny way. So, like, when Harrison <laughs> was, like, owned by the dirt-covered oh, woman... And they were like, well, you know, she owns you now because that's part of their custom and we have to follow people's customs. And that's so, yeah. That's the know. break, Skip. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. <Now I> remember. <laughs> so this dude named Kelpus um, says that they have to fight him in order to continue on to their village, I guess. And he kind of reminded me of Yoda because he's like small and old and like a really good fighter. And Does that make his grandson Baby Yoda? Oh. <laughs> Baby Yoda pushing drugs. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's get there. Let's... And hard drugs. <laughs> so 
So they go to the town and we learn how much they like sparring because apparently it's the custom to have the guest spar the cook of the meal that they're going to eat. I, just because? I, I don't know. As is tradition. <laughs> and so Stacy is the one to fight both of these times and she gets her butt handed to her both times and she thinks they're cheating so she like tries to figure out how they're doing it and they're like no we just like eat really healthy and we work out and we meditate. <laughs> and she's like I don't believe you. They're fit <laughs> fitfluencers. They're lying. Okay. And so Baby Yoda gives her what they call a mandro stone to increase power and agility. And apparently it works. And so it uh, gives her extra strength. And it basically becomes synonymous with steroids because she becomes an addict. Yeah. Right down to the roid rage and everything. Yeah. She, like, hulks out a little bit. Like, her muscles start bulging. And I guess, like, the one difference being that she starts growing, like, orange scales. Which, you know, doesn't typically happen when you take steroids. But it does <laughs> do funny things to your skin. That's true. It's a Marvel crossover. Turning into <laughs> yeah. a face. Oh, yeah, that's true. It was kind of, like, the thing. And so, like, she has, like, orange lines, like, across her eyes and across her skin. And she just, like almost loses all ability to talk because she's just like rah, 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 all the time. And a lot of moaning as we mentioned off the top. Yeah. XD. <laughs> <laughs> and she like when she first notices that she's like growing scales she just hides it under her sleeve. And I'm like um, are you I'm not concerned about that. If Stacy was bitten in the zombie apocalypse, she would hide it. Right? <laughs> Apparently so. And uh, so she thinks that the mandrow stones that she has isn't enough. So she goes to steal some more from the temple. So. <laughs> what really was curious about this whole thing was the way they set it up. It was like, you know, oh, it's, you know, we wear this, like, it gives us a true power. And then they're kind of setting it up like, you know, it, it's. You know, symbolic. You wear, but really, the power is coming from within. You never needed the necklace, and I feel like they touch on that too at some point, don't they? Well, kind of at the end of the episode. Yeah. Well, like the grandfather is saying that the Mando Mandro stones don't actually give them any power. They just tell the kids that so that they'll believe in themselves when they're learning how to fight. And the baby Yoda kid is like, actually, I think they do give us some power and you're just not recognizing that and the grandfather just blows him off and I'm like maybe you should listen to the kid like he seems to know what he's talking about and then it's like because the grandfather's just like oh it doesn't give us any power but you know maybe it could give an alien power because they have don't have the same physiology and it's like okay but it could still be giving you power too even if you're not recognizing that so what I'm hearing is Somebody, a white girl, went to another place, started taking a substance she does not recognize. Mm -hmm. Got very, very sick because her body is not acclimated to it. That's what mm -hmm. I'm hearing. Yeah, because they're basically low dosing it all the time. Yeah. And so, and then so she got a big hit all at once. Oh, deed. 
Yeah. Go well, to literally, the Coachella because, ones. Because, yeah. like, all of the locals are wearing a necklace that has, like, maybe two or three stones at the most. And the necklace they give her has, like, ten. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. She just OD'd, man. Yeah. And but apparently. That was a really dark. Oh, sorry, I was just saying, apparently the statue in their temple used to be alive, like, used to be, like, a person. And the stones, like, changed him so much that he turned into a stone, which was, like, pretty freaky. Use the stones. I wonder if he's still in there, like, screaming to be let out. I don't know. I don't want to think about it. That's really depressing for a kid's show. (laughs) Yeah, that shot where she's, like, in the corner. Uh Uh-huh dark like oh I, I can go without this yeah. i don't need that and like she's like going through withdrawal I'm like this is kind of yeah. dark like this is a total shift for kids show like, yeah whoa. and then when she can't manage to go through withdrawal she goes and literally claws out the eyes of this statue because they have more mandro stones in them so if that guy is still alive somehow he's well in pain he got no eyes he's screaming with a mouth that can't move right I have no mouth and I'm a scream. <laughs> My God. <laughs> yeah, this got pretty dark. Anyway. <laughs> Built by ages. So Next episode, they go to a beach called Rihanna. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> First, we got to talk about how Stacy, when she's all raged out, calls Echo a freak. Yeah, that was a mess. I'm like, uh... oh, I wrote that down too. I'm like, that feels racist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so when Stacy uh, is on drugs, she is racist. Okay. The drugs are just bringing out the side of her that was there all along. Right. I mean, she is a white nipple baby, so. Don't know I'm what surprised. we expected. Yeah. And this episode, they did have somebody like on guard duty at the Stargate. The whole time, just in case the Talkon came through, I'm like, this is the first time you've ever done that. You've we've never had a time where they were guard heading somebody guard the Stargate in case the Talkon came. Maybe so because of the diamonds, they were feeling paranoid. I mean, I don't know. I guess they like finally learned their lesson and are being proactive now. But then I don't think they do that in the next episode. So. Well, no, like I said, I think Echo guards it in the next episode, so. I don't know. Maybe they're finally coming around and learning some stuff. Progress. It was bound mm-hmm. to happen. <laughs> Only took, like, 11 episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only. Oh, and of course, like, when they're trying to get the stones away from Stacy, Harrison makes a comment of women and their jewelry. And I'm I like, miss that. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> Today on International Women's Day, I hate Harrison. Crying. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. And then Stacy literally beats her chest like a gorilla, which was interesting, and pushes Seattle into the water, which is pink and boiling. But she seems fine. So racism <laughs> and murder. <laughs> no, she's fine. Attempted murder. <laughs> And even Draga like, had a hard time too. <laughs> so I mean, this episode Draga got a rock to the head. Place. That was like, yeah. Oof. He did. 
But yeah, this whole thing was very much like a very special episode and learning that drugs are bad and because they have the quote, real strength comes from inside. Unless you microdose it like the kids suggesting. Right. You know, <laughs> drugs are okay. <laughs> I could I could go on a tangent. Makes you want to fight a lot. <laughs> go ahead. Do it. Why not? I was going to say real strength comes from the inside. One of them is like in the hospital, ill, in need of medication. They're like, real strength comes from the inside. <laughs> well, you know what I found really interesting at the very end of this episode is that they go to leave the planet. But normally they leave a planet because the Talakan are chasing them. I'm like, they didn't actually chase you to this planet. So, and these people are nice. They probably just didn't want to have to, like, fight every time they need to use the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) So they cut their losses. (laughs) They got tired of sparring. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I just need another napkin. Yeah, you gotta spar for it. (laughs) I mean, I guess it could be a legitimate thing of getting Stacy away from the Mandro stones in case she tries to get them back again. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. That's the only thing I could think of that makes sense, like, why they need to leave. Because, I mean, these people were really nice and were, like, willing to feed them and they are, like, trained fighters, apparently. So if the Talkon did come, they could probably defend themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was probably to move Stacy away from the drugs. Yeah. What a sentence. <laughs> for this children's show we did get a brief scene that I think is alluding to a larger plot line that we, I don't know if we're going to see it in this season or not so Draga is meditating in the temple and has a vision of three suns in, surrounded by green clouds and apparently these people have seen a vision of that too And they know it's not anywhere in their constellations, but they think that this vision that she's had might be from her home planet. (gasps) From the ancients. (laughs) So yeah, I think that's kind of, you know, dropping the first little hint of of what's to come later on. I just don't know if we're going to get it in the season or not. So Well, Well, if we don't get it this season, we don't get it at all. I know. (laughs) Never getting. (laughs) If we don't get it this season, then we can just speculate on it, I guess. Speculating irresponsibly. Mm -hmm. I love it. (laughs) We buy the rights and make a new season. (laughs) Right. Alright, so episode 12, Initiation. So they come rip-roaring through the Stargate yet again, but they break quickly, which is good because they almost crash into a cliff wall. You know. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> Gus has the line, for once I knew where I was going, and I'm like, Gus, you've literally been picking every single Stargate <laughs> this entire time. He's just been randomizing it this whole time. And I'm just like, I don't so understand. <laughs> Because for all the kids, for Seattle and Stacy and Harrison, this is all their first time off planet, like going on all of these missions. I'm like, Gus, you are the only one who knows these Stargate addresses. How have you not been knowing where you're going this whole time? He's just inputting random addresses. I mean, they do have the RV that has like some kind of fancy computer in it. So maybe it has some gate addresses in there. I swear it's just, it's just random. 
here's what here's what I thought was funny. Was he's like, for once, we're a couple days ahead of the Tlacan. <laughs> he's like, we're a couple days ahead of them. We can relax on the beach. I'm like, or you could keep getting a head start. Like, you can wait for them <laughs> to catch up with you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Harrison goes and stands on the beach and goes, where's the beach? And I'm like, you're standing at it. <laughs> what? He's like on the coast. There are waves lapping against the rocks he's standing on. I'm like, that is a beach. And he's like, where's the beach? I'm like, behind you. But also, no, because they're they're on a cliff. They're like on a mountain. But he was like, right, he was in the water. I'm like, if you want to go swimming, it's right there. I think it was like maybe a fault of the animation because I think it was like a river down at the bottom of the mountain. Okay, but... so the animation messed up because I'm like, Harrison is right there. Because something there's an earthquake and Harrison falls off a cliff into the river and gets washed away. So I don't think he was necessarily right there where the river was to begin with, but he fell into it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so there's an earthquake. Draga saves Gus from being crushed, and then Stacy saves Draga from being crushed. Harrison falls into a river and gets washed away. He has to eject his jetpack, so it's now at the bottom of the river, and he gets washed out onto an actual beach and meets a bird man. So there's a lot happening. There really right is. The, <laughs> the bird man speaks English. He does, because there have been visitors before. And usually, in other media that isn't Stargate, when the locals speak English, because other people came first, those are usually missionaries. Right. I'm like, did the missionaries come, Birdman? <laughs> Tell me. But now that knowing Gus has been there, is Gus the missionary? Maybe. This is a sinister narrative. Yeah. That's why he finally knows where he's going. He's been there before. He went back to finish the job. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so these people are called the Makua, and they call the Stargate the Apai. And this particular guy is called Aabe, and he has a green chest with teal legs and orange hair, and he's wearing a red loincloth. We later meet more of these Makua, and they're all different varying colors. So, yes. I mean, honestly, this is, like, one of the prettiest alien species we've come across. Like, yeah. They're really colorful so. and bright. But uh, he is wearing a loincloth, which I found interesting <laughs> for a bird. But, uh... <laughs> I don't want to think about it too hard. (laughs) (laughs) Giant bird man with with male anatomy, Uh male human anatomy. (laughs) Yeah. It impacted right. And you can't even make the argument that it's for kids and that's why he's wearing a loincloth because Big Bird doesn't wear one. Right. Big Bird's a bird. Echo's Echo's not wearing Echo is naked. Yeah, except for the t-shirt he wore as a child, presumably for his modesty. Like Arzu, I think you need to write some fanfic. (laughs) About what? Well, you know, based on the kind of romance books you like to read. I mean. (laughs) Anyway. This is I when we learn that people who watch the show will really appreciate it. 
Uh, <laughs> the, all, all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the three of us. We're the only three that watch the show. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, I need to stop thinking about it. <laughs> So this is where we actually learn that Harrison went through an initiation ritual because I guess like oh I get because the kid that he meets Abe is going through an initi- initiation ritual himself where he has to climb the mountain and steal an egg from a um, kind of bat giant bat like creature so they're like swapping stories meanwhile the others are kind of still recovering. Draga apparently can heal others, but not herself. So I think that's a really interesting like caveat to her own power. Mm-hmm. And they do get the jet pack back, but it looks pretty beat up. But I I, I have a feeling that it's going to be fine in the next episode, so I'm not too worried about the jet pack. <laughs> and um, Echo takes like a 60 second break to teach the kids watching the show about volcanoes. He needs to make sure you know. Yeah. So now we all know what volcanoes are. So that's Mm -hmm. cool. (laughs) And yeah, I feel like this. So this, there's like this giant bat. Like I feel like it was like the wings of a bat, but it had kind of like a more of like a bird shaped head with the beak, and it had four eyes, and it was burgundy colored. So I'm not sure what we're gonna call that. A bat dragon? I don't know. Dragon bat. Bat, bat bird. Bat bird. <laughs> I think ours in your notes too. Like you just said that you kind of zoned out through this episode. Like that kind of happened to me. Too. I'm like watching it, and then after a while, it feels like my vision just went blank, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> it's noise. Mean, the singularity. It's just noise. <laughs> Why are there bird people with loincloths? What's going on? Like I think, yeah, it, it was it's... just. I think the other three were so distinctive. That this one kind of felt much slower. Yeah. After the fact. Like it I just it kind that. of felt like the earlier episodes to me. So Yeah. You can't be too perfect. I mean it's you know, yeah, it's no, your flaws. <laughs> <laughs> so Aabe is not able to steal his Batbird egg uh because he has to because, like, Harrison gets kind of in the crossfire kind of with the, the bat bird. And so in order to save Harrison, he has to give up the egg that he's supposed to steal as part of his initiation ritual. And Harrison goes on this, like, rant about how you don't need to prove anything to anyone. And you don't have to do all these reckless things in the name of being brave. And I'm like, but that's, like, your whole shtick is doing stupid stuff in order to, like, prove that you're cool or whatever so this is a really weird lesson coming from you he's having a moment of introspection yeah we'll see if he learns from that (laughs) yeah i'm allowed to be an idiot but you're not (laughs) that's what he's afraid of that they're gonna write him out of the show (laughs) this other guy's taking my place (laughs) So then they figure it out that so this this mountain that they've been on is a volcano and the volcano is not about to erupt it's about to explode mm-hmm. because it has to be that much more dramatic <laughs> and 
they have to, they're like, okay, we need to get off this planet because the Stargate's about to get buried. But also, we need to, I feel like it's like Gus, who's like, we need to get off this planet. And everybody else is like, but there are people here. Don't we need to, like, save them? And Gus is like, whatever, let's let's just get out of here. <laughs> Gus is like, let them die. Fine. Yeah, he's like, that could be a secondary mission, but your primary mission is to get out of here. And I'm like, <laughs> let them all die. Hmm. <laughs> this isn't this isn't a good look for you, Gus. <laughs> he he's still like the the imposter from the previous episode. Like he never right. Knew they killed the <laughs> yeah. original Gus Bonner. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what they're gonna release in the movie, and then <laughs> oh. the next. The first episode of season two. Or like maybe that's the cliffhanger at the end of season one. It's gonna be like, oh, this isn't actually guest spotter. <laughs> Remember that one throwaway episode? Yeah. It turns out. <laughs> so they go to try to save the local people who don't want to leave their island because it's the only home they've known. And so it's like again the lesson on bravery is repeated. And it's like, okay, bravery is not being physically strong. Bravery is doing the right thing. And I'm like, mm, okay, it's an interesting definition of bravery, but sure. Again, like the <laughs> little guy can be can be brave even if you're not strong. That's right. fine. But yeah, they're all just stupid. Right? <laughs> so they don't agree to leave the island until the entire island starts continually quaking. And like smoking. And I'm like, I feel like at that point you have minutes left. Like, you're probably out of luck. It's a commentary on global warming. Right? There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I could see that. They're like, we're having a good time on this island. No need to go anywhere. No need to do anything about it. And so they're trying to get these people to leave. <laughs> Somehow Stacy gets her RV stuck in the mud again. I feel like she's Stacey constantly can't drive. She it's constantly like going over cliffs, into rivers, getting stuck in mud or purple goo. She just has the worst luck. And so the locals end up taking their boats and going to another island. And they initially said that they have never been to another island, so they don't know if there's gonna be food there or whatever. The next island over like it was not very far and it did not take them long to get to it and i'm like why have you never explored the other islands before they now didn't care i don't understand to. i they guess didn't care to. well it's like uh, you have all your needs and you, you have all your needs met and so you just don't feel the need to go explore but then that means they have no curiosity right no they don't because they're not brave i don't know well, they think they're brave, though, because they have this whole ritual where you have to climb up the side of the volcano. And That's complacent and bravery. Egg. <laughs> Some real bravery. And so complacent then it, bravery. Oh. I mean, they're like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> they're like, we no longer need to do this bravery ritual. Going to a new island to live is brave enough. And... I'm, I can't figure out if that's like a good or a bad thing. It's just like it's Moana is what it is. <laughs> it's the plot of Moana. Moana Disney stole this. from this show. <laughs> there we go. We uh we solved it. 
That's where they got their idea from. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's okay that they're they're okay with getting rid of that ritual because the other island doesn't have a volcano for them to climb. So, <laughs> yeah. they couldn't do it anyway. <laughs> but then I'm also thinking about how like the island with the volcano blows up, and they're on another island, like. I mean, maybe a couple miles away. And I'm like, is the ash from that volcano not going to, like, cover the whole planet and make the air toxic? Like, they're not that far away. They didn't seem, they didn't seem too, like, worried about it either. Like, it was just no. kind of like Harrison's like, oh, tough luck. And you're like, yeah, what, what are you going to do? And then just yeah. continue that. And so the Stargate got destroyed too, which means that they... If some like if the air is toxic, they can't go anywhere else because they don't have a Stargate anymore. Sucks to be them. Yeah, and these like poor people are just gonna get forgotten. I guess nobody can ever go visit them. They can't leave. Plus, the show got canceled, so we'll never find out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like Respect I would like to think that, right. <laughs> That maybe, like, they eventually get back to the SGC and Gus Bonner, like, tells the SGC that they don't have the Stargate anymore and maybe they'll bring them one. I don't know. I think that would be a nice happy ending. That's how the fan fiction ends. Right. (laughs) So even though, I feel like there was a lot going on in that episode, too, but it did have a much slower pace. I think y'all were right about it being kind of... Boring? Yeah. Yeah. Less interesting? That ending scene where they just kept shaking the camera. Like at that point, I'm like, I give up. <laughs> I can't even follow this. Well, it's not. That's interesting. I mean, it's all animated. So, I, how does that work in animation to make it look like a shaky camera? They're pioneering new ways. There. <laughs> yeah. Animate it to look shaky. Yeah. Shake the cells really fast. That's not how it works. What? <laughs> you just shake the cells. Just have some interns standing, just shaking the cell really fast. <laughs> Obviously. Someone in a green screen outfit. Just ah. keep them out later. It's fine. We'll have to wait until next time to see if the jetpack survived and if Draga heals properly. I don't think they're ever going to learn their lesson about roaring through the Stargate at 60 miles an hour. I yeah, No. They're just going to keep doing that. That's just part of their shtick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like what? part of their guarantee as a team. Like, they, they have to rip through the Stargate. Like, yeah. That's not yeah. negotiable. It's in their contract. It's in their contract, yeah. It's because <laughs> they're like, everything always went wrong with SG-1 when they didn't rip through it at 60 miles an hour, so you guys have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, overall, it's just this... Ripping in the back. Right? The show is so chaotic with weird music and moaning and weird scene transitions, too. Because, like, they use the scene transition of, like, the Stargate being dialed to, like, cut between scenes. But then it, it, like, confuses me because it makes me think that we're suddenly on another planet or something. So, like, I feel like that's a weird cut scene. They just had the animation, they're using it. Yeah. Oh, Arzu, you said all the salt talk was interesting in episode 10. Oh, I just thought, like, you know, somebody worth their salt. Uh-huh. Or that con- I just thought that was interesting. Okay. Did you appreciate the centaur? 
that you later forgot about? I mean, I'm not going to lie and pretend like I thought about anything other than Adam Driver, but... <laughs> what? Yeah. Adam Driver, the Burberry ad, the Centaur fragrance. That's not what it is. Um, It's Burberry Hero, the ad for it. Yeah. He like He's like swimming with a horse, and then the camera oh. cuts away, and it's basically he's turned into a centaur. No? <laughs> Have you not seen that? Like one does. You've seen I, it! I feel like... I don't remember this. Adam Driver turning into a centaur. Okay. I'll send it to you. You've that. seen it. Oh, I gotta watch this now, right? You've seen it. Berber yeah. ad? Berberry hero, I yeah. see the ad where like there's like 5,000 Adam Drivers, and I think it's no, like that's Squarespace. Squarespace or something. Yeah, so that, that's why I wrote down centaur. Adam Driver Adam sends Driver. Twitter into frenzy over new Berberry ad. Adam Driver for Berberry hero. Okay, okay, there's a horse. All right, I'm just watching it now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly the content we need. <laughs> just, just gonna take a break from this podcast yeah, about Stargate Infinity to watch Adam Driver chase after a horse and then swim, and then turn into a horse. I'm sorry about this. I just gotta finish this. This is weird. <laughs> I've heard this song before. Oh, he's a horse. Yeah. <laughs> He's a He's centaur. Like transforming into the horse. He's an animorph. I knew it. He's a centaur. <laughs> and then if you really want to get into you it, know? I'll get into why it's such a conspiracy that he's doing this <laughs> Burberry hero to begin with. Oh, sorry. I swore. What the heck am I looking at? I am sorry. Wow. Like, why did he turn into a centaur? Because he could. Why explain? <laughs> I don't know. Because he drove the rats crazy. Because centaurs are hot? Yeah. <laughs> nay. <laughs> Yay. Yay or nay? <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this up. <laughs> anyway, does anybody have any final <laughs> thoughts on aside. these episodes? <laughs> Armand, any final thoughts? I honestly appreciated just how it kind of I don't know. I feel like the science lessons weren't in the previous episodes, and I feel like just starting to like creep them in was kind of funny. I feel like it was like an internal studio note where they're like, "Okay, like right. we need some episodes that teach right. kids something." So they'll just <laughs> sit and like read, you know, the, like just the encyclopedia entry for carbon, and then say, "Is that uh-huh. enough?" And then continue with everything with the lasers <laughs> and the shaking. Yeah, it's growing as a show; like it's evolving. Okay, so we will watch some more Stargate Infinity halfway through our um, Season 3 point for SG-1. Next week we're going to be starting Season 3 with the episodes Into the Fire and Seth. So that'll be really exciting. And I'm about to go visit Arzu in Toronto. So we're going to be in person. Yeah! So soon! Or just doing a dance. <laughs> we're gonna have a couple episodes we're gonna record in person. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It'll be fun. All right, that's it for today. If you want to talk to us about Stargate, you can find us on our podcast Twitter and Tumblr page at Wormhole Waffles. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Chelsea Fairless. Armand, do you have anything you want to promote? I just find me on LinkedIn. I don't know. <laughs> I'm boring. Okay, you're the professional. <laughs> Aren't you at like uh, Armanamine.com or something? So like, I have that set as a placeholder, but like 
like the whole thing is there. So according to it, I'm in New York or something. And I, I don't know. I have to go fix that site. I haven't really played with the template yet. Like okay. the template's like, oh, New York this. I'm like, all right, I should probably fix that. So LinkedIn. Someone made the same mistake. They're like, I thought you were Toronto. <laughs> yeah, LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn. I'll get my armonomy.com set up. Okay. But you have it by the next time we do this. <laughs> next time we do this. By the time you listen to this, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Arzu, how about you? So you can find me on Twitter at Arzu Amin. I'm at Arzu G2 everywhere else. So Instagram, Hive, and Tumblr. As a network, we are on Twitter at geeky underscore waffle. We are the geeky waffle on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Tumblr. We are also at the geeky waffle on YouTube and the geeky waffle.com. And we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash geeky waffle. We've got new stuff going up now. So I'm going to throw that in there. Woo. All right. Thanks for joining us today. And we'll see you on the other side of the event horizon. <laughs>